Live from beautiful Ashland, Oregon, I am Pleiadian Emissary of Light, Caroline Ra. Thank you all for joining me today. Welcome to Spirit of the Dawn. It is a beautiful time on our planetary home when many are awakening to higher universal truths. We are discovering and remembering our own unlimited potential to heal and to transform and to join together to co-create a world of beauty, love, and joy, a world of harmony. In my own life, I must be ready for big change, big magic, and big fun, because today I am welcoming back to Spirit of the Dawn, spiritual teacher, healer, and author Nikki Scully. Many of you know Nikki and her deep involvement with the Egyptian shamanic arts and her pilgrimages to Egypt, or maybe you have read one of her many books, Planetary Healing, Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt, the Anubis Oracle, Alchemical Healing, Power Animal Meditations. Nikki is a master of transformation, and if you are not familiar with her and her work, I invite you to welcome her into your life, because wherever Nikki goes, magic follows. I am delighted to welcome back to Spirit of the Dawn, Nikki Scully. Nikki, thank you so much for joining with us today. Carolyn, thank you for that amazing introduction. <laughs> that oh. was, you know, I'm really touched. Thank you. Oh, Nikki, well, I started as a student of yours back in 2008, and I have stayed with all the things that you've done. You are so productive and so prolific and offering so much. It must be a little exhausting sometimes, huh? Actually, it is. <laughs> I, I have to say, sometimes it is, but most of the time, it's very regenerating. That sounds beautiful. Well, I'm in Ashland. You're just a few hours north of me in Eugene, and you live at a beautiful sanctuary and with beautiful gardens. Can you tell us about that? I've lived here, I guess, this month. It'll be 33 years. And when I came, it was, uh, it was a shack. It had been a homestead, and an old friend, uh, prankster friend, had bought it, and it was kind of a, you know, it was one of their playgrounds, a prankster playground house. And uh, so it had a lot of pretty wonderful, deep energy when I got here. Um, but it was pretty funky, and so I spent three years while I was living with my two kids um, having it sort of rebuilt around us, and then we've just sort of been working on it ever since. It's a, it's a, a, a work in progress. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's an art project that just has never ended. Oh, Nikki, I, I have studied alchemical healing it with you. It is. It is a work in progress. <laughs> Nikki, I studied alchemical healing with you, which is fascinating. We're definitely going to discuss that. Your latest book, Planetary Healing, Spirit Medicine for Global Transformation. Uh, it is a very powerful book. Um, I had fun last night. My uh, sweetheart Jason and I did the CD in the back, the uh, journey, which was so transformative and so helpful and beautiful. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how planetary healing came to be and the background on that? Because it kind of tells the whole story of, of a big portion of you and, and your wonderful husband Mark's life together. Um, yes, and I just uh, invited my, Mark to come join us. It is. Uh, are um, we on camera? No, we're uh, not on camera. We're on, on uh, line. Yeah, well, it's just audio, Mark. It's radio on BBS Radio. I welcome you, Mark. Uh, you have been on this show before, and it is delightful to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. So Caroline was asking how, uh, how we created our book. And uh, she just listened to the communal cauldron last night. Excellent, excellent. So um, a real quick thumbnail in a way that you might not have uh, read about. When Nikki and I uh, do sessions, we, uh, we take it so seriously. We uh, commit time and we put our full attention in a ceremonial way and somehow that allows us to keep going deeper. The questions, we don't know where the questions come from, 
but we pay attention to them because they to the answers. Be, well, we pay attention to the questions because the uh, answers, the journey to uh, reveal for the answers to be revealed is always so fascinating. We really enjoy the work we do, and we know when uh, when we are finished with that session, it becomes so obvious. We have uh, we have a new journey. We have. Um, an, um, a whole new teaching that then um, becomes, well, for example, the, the journey you listened to last night was a little different. The alchemical healing book had just gone to press. And so I had almost, because that had been my life's work, I I almost thought I was finished, you know, like what else could I do with my life? I'd just been completed this great work. And I was invited to um keynote with Brooke Medicine Eagle up at Women, Women of Wisdom in Seattle. And as Mark and I were drifting off to sleep the, the night before I was to teach, I think 65 or 70 women alchemical healing and we were in that special space just between wakefulness and sleep mark had this vision of that purple black egg and of the soaring um vulture and these go ahead these are the symbols that tell us that something completely new is coming when when that new when that egg of creation shows up, or when uh, Nechbet Mother Moot, we're getting some feedback on a time lapse. Do you have your radio on? You know, I'm gonna uh, go and uh, see if Brittany has it on in the office. Okay, that's very helpful. Thank you, Mark. She's not hooked in. Well, she didn't mute. Here. Brittany, you have to mute. We're getting a time lapse. Brittany. We're, we're talking with Nikki Scully and her husband, Mark Hallert. They have written an amazing book, Planetary Healing, Spirit Medicine for Global Transformation. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, Nikki, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Well, um, it, they, I think he got her to mute, so we're okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, so the journey that you heard when I went into class the next morning, I just told everybody, "Look, this is alchemical healing. It's new. It will contain all the principles." But we are invited to bring in something entirely different. And so the making spirit medicine, the communal cauldron, was really the symbol for us that it was time to pull together the work we'd been doing for 25 years. And um, it started with that journey that you listened to last night. It's taking it from healing one-on-one -on -one with somebody to healing situations and groups and the environment and working on the entire planet, which of course means personal trans transformation first. That's right. Um, the entire book, Planetary Healing, is set up as much of your work is, or is with beautiful journeys that people can do um, uh, throughout the book which helps uh, it to be so accessible and so helpful for people to get involved with it and to experience their own transformation. Nikki, what, think of it as self-empowerment. Mm -hmm. What is personal transformation? I think many of us have experienced it, but others are wondering and wondering what they can do in their lives to evolve. Can you talk about uh, spiritual and transformation and evolution? Absolutely. Um, we are all, we're at a time of our own creation pretty much in our evolution because I think we're, con we're, we're um, 
responsible for our own evolution as a species. And we have, uh, uh, we have self-awareness. So uh, uh, there's many different kinds of intelligence in the universe. There's a one all, there's a, the big one, and then there's a, all life has intelligence. And uh, we're working with what we know. And as people are moving forward and facing all the challenges that are happening right now, we're discovering that we don't have the answers. And so personal transformation is about literally uh, the, alch the alchemical process that, goes, that happens inside the person when fundamental change occurs when the responses to life and the responses to the challenges we face don't um, fall back to the same habits that we've grown up with. Moving from being asleep at the wheel to uh, participating in evolution. Along the way, we encounter our fears, which we thought were probably just a part of us, and then we, we really are able to see our fears. Uh, what are we to do then with our fears that we've been holding on to and that we've been taught? Well, there's a, a journey early on, as you know, in alchemical healing that deals with fear, and the guide that comes to us for that journey is... Uh, Anubis. Are you familiar with Anubis, Carolyn? Uh, yes, he's been extremely helpful to me in overcoming my fears, yes. <laughs> so for those who aren't familiar with Anubis, he is the jackal god of Egypt. He looks like a black dog with big pointy ears and he's very um, present and attentive and he's often feared because people don't understand when they see him that this is the the shaman guide with the biggest heart in the in the world and he comes from the underworld but the canines have the capacity to guard equally in the day and the night or the darkness and the light so he knows all the pathways that lead from the darkness to the light. So what I've offered, what we've offered in this book and what is also on our website, um, shamanicjourneys.com, is a journey with Anubis to transform fear. And it's a very alchemical journey where he guides you into uh, a kind of a purgatorial place filled with brimstone and sulfur. And it's the sulfur that's the active ingredient of the alchemy. You breathe it in and it ignites your fear and you stand in the fire and you witness the fear transforming. So it's very powerful because it's not something that happens to you. It's something you participate in, observe, feel without pain there's no pain involved and then if you choose to go back to that fear you're coming from a place more of choice you're starting over you have a clean slate and then uh we've learned that fear is all often a messenger and it's more it's a uh, you it can be looked at as an opportunity to learn um, important things that are going on either around you or within you. That need to be looked at. That really need to be looked at. It's a wake-up call. So you have to be able to distinguish which fears are teaching you in the moment and which fears are, are not serving you and are getting in the way. And so fear is a big subject. I'm glad you reminded me. I should probably do a class on fear soon. <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic subject. You have some wonderful uh, events coming up. You do a lot that is uh, people can participate throughout the world, and they do in 
Europe, Australia, everywhere, and you have a, a planetary healing call to action coming up on Saturday, January 25th, and that's 9 a.m. Pacific Coast, United States time, standard time. And uh, what happens during a planetary healing call to action? Well, let me describe that. The uh, Nikki... Um, uh, each one is different. Each, each one is different. And the, the uh, Nikki uh, starts off with an uh, introduction, talking about some uh, situations, a little catch-up time, and that uh, goes in the direction of the chosen uh, journey. Nikki then uh, uh, guides the listener uh, through one of the uh, journeys. Uh, it's a, like a meditation with uh, something that the listener can uh take home with, can uh, live with, can learn from. And can have a sense that they actually participated in real change happening on the planet right then. Globally, because there are, the, the participants are situated all around the globe, so we're just invigorating the, the, the healing powers of the, the united globe. And we choose our subjects generally according to either what we're working on at the time or what's happening at the time. So I'm, I'm very excited right now about a discovery that Mark and I just made when we went into ceremony for New Year's Eve um, that involves um, evolution. It involves the actual... Um, Change, changes in our brain that allow us to have different kinds of sensory experiences. And consequently, you, we're informed from, I wouldn't say a new source. Well, imagine that the, uh, technology uh, is, is changing, giving uh, more and more uh, information is available to us. You know, imagine um, the uh, cell phone towers providing energy f and information for you to read. Uh, that's, that's one of the discoveries that, that we discovered that night. But what I've been developing and what I've been developing since then because of the class I just had last weekend is the realization that the... Um, reptilian brain, which was our old place of wisdom, it, we think of it as having been superseded by the neocortex, and, which we know we're only just learning about. What we discovered what, um, in class last weekend is there's a connection between the old and the new. We can't fully leave the old behind because... If you look at the reptiles, particularly the crocodile, for example, they haven't changed in millions of years. They hold the wisdom gene. We don't want to leave that behind, that survival gene. But we want to build or learn how to use these new areas in the neocortex that have not been developed. And so what I would like to do with this next planetary healing um, call to action is um, bring in a new journey that allows everybody to experience these areas of their brain and to be able to source information in a completely new way. Now, maybe between now and then there'll be an earthquake or hurricane or some natural, natural or human-made disaster that demands our attention. In which, in which case, we're flexible. And that's what we'll focus on. But this is the arena that we're playing in now. And instead of waiting until we write, the, write another book which we're obviously doing mm -hmm. at the same time, we're practicing these really exciting new techniques with the people that come onto the call. 
we've been doing it now since Planetary Healing was published. So we started out doing just the things from Planetary Healing, but now we're we're reaching out. Last month on um, Solstice, uh, a dear friend and colleague, Indigo Ronlove, was in Egypt at the Temple of the Sun, which is closed. She had an exciting time smuggling herself onto the altar so that she could bring in the journey that we then did for that planetary healing call to action. And they're all recorded. They're all available. You go to Shamanic Journeys and scroll down. and it'll, The history of call uh, to actions. They're all archived as podcasts. So anybody can hear them anytime. That's excellent. That's beautiful. One of the things I'd like to talk about is how we are creating our planetary home and what happens and what we experience. And when we join together, it's very powerful. And you're, you, both of you join together community. Now you're joining together a whole planet together. How are we more powerful when we're together? Well, Think of how many billions of people there are on the planet, close to 7 billion people, I think, at this More point. More than. More than. So all of these thoughts are flying around. And all of what most people don't realize is how important their thoughts are, that we're actually creating our future with our thoughts. So if we're living in fear, if we're living in hatred, if we're living in despair and hopelessness, then that's feeding into the collective mind that is creating the future in every moment. Alternatively, if we're, um, uh, think of a magnet and the little chips of iron, if, if, if we have people participating, doing the work simultaneously, globally, we're uh, uh, affecting that uh, joint uh, the, those, consciousness. Those We're, iron filings that he's speaking of, if you put a magnet to it and, and there's a cohesiveness, there's a new pattern that's formed. It's not chaos. And it is. it, it affects more than the people uh, participating consciously. It affects the, 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 uh, the, the whole magnetic field of the globe. And so when we work together, we create a coherence that then supersedes the chaos of people with the various desires. Like in this society, um, so much attention is given to vanity. Well, vanity is not going to um, help us as we move forward. As we evolve consciously, we need to evolve in a way that we are adapting to what we've created so that we can um, utilize and take nourishment from the environment rather than have it kill us off. Um, I think Mark was alluding to this when he was talking about the importance of our conscious evolution and um, the importance of, well, maybe or maybe you weren't, but the ad adapting. You know how bacteria, it's become well known that um, bacteria mutate quickly, that antibiotics they are not working. working at a certain point and in extreme cases, they've learned how to turn the uh, what the, used to kill them, used to control them. They uh, those substances are have been turned into nourishing food now. So while we're getting it together, I I would love to believe we could return to our original Garden of Eden, but I believe we've moved past that and that. We have no idea what the world is going to look like in 20 years, let alone 100 years. However, as we discover um, the 
art form of living and evolving in a conscious way, we have a say in what that looks like and more importantly what that feels like and how nourished we are and whether we simply survive or whether we thrive. Instead of um, fouling the nest, we're figuring, we're figuring out ways of uh, using this as a uh, something to grow, something to help us, uh, uh, and, and we're changing to, to move with it, to move in harmony with, with the new world. One of the most exciting things I'm doing is, is uh, going to Egypt in March with uh, not only to do the Egyptian mysteries, but with a project that Indigo is doing for her master's degree at Naropa in eco-psychology, where we're going to repurpose the garbage and turn it into art and useful items. And we're going ahead of time and doing workshops with children in schools and indigent young women. And then we're going to the monuments with them when the group arrives to um, clean up the trash and uh, begin the process of turning it into uh, art and use and useful items. If you or any of your listeners have been to Egypt, you know that how spectacular and grand uh, the temples are, but it's a little bit disconcerting. Disconcerting how uh, much litter there is, and this is the way it's been. And since the advent of plastic, since the advent of tourism, <laughs> and uh, well, that's probably true. <laughs> so, but uh, the plastic really blows around in that wind and just catches on everything and it's just so the question uh, came up what can uh, the locals do about that and that's the that's the beauty of indigo's project is uh uh looking at the litter as a resource that can feed the economy and uh give uh, the the children something to do that that gives them a sense of empowerment and uh, makes them conscious of their surroundings and the those magnificent uh, and what they have, the value of what they have in that country. So that's we're very, very excited about that. We're excited about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in um, March 17th is when that journey begins. Yes, and we do have room on that journey. So if anybody would like to join us, um, we we do have room and we we'd love to have you and we're not going to shortcut any of the mysteries to so do the, this. The, we're the, doing it all. The journey includes <laughs> uh, sailing. Uh, down or up the Nile and nine day nine nights on the Nile. Uh, visiting the various temples and learning what uh, uh, what the temples have been uh, uh, teaching since their uh, their construction and before. I think that what you're doing is a trend, and when people are now going into other countries, they're seeing what can we do to help transform this country and also honor its uh, history and its secrets. So I think that that's happening in other places also. I am, uh, I'm so, so narrowly focused that I'm really happy to hear that. Yes, I know a young man who just took a group of people to Nicaragua to do very similar work, and it's absolutely beautiful, yes. Oh, yes. that's terrific. Uh, wow. So that's coming up in March, but sooner than that, you are going to have your alchemical healing class. I did levels one and two with you the same way that you're going to be doing it now. And uh, that was about five years ago. Or no, no, it's more. It's 2014. Six years ago I did that with you. Tell us what happens in the alchemical healing um, webinars, classes that you do that are available for everyone wherever they are to learn from well, in their own living room. For one thing, the program that we use is a lot more sophisticated. So I can not only do demonstrations with the whole class, but they can break out into pairs and work with each other to practice the different methods that I teach them. 
when you took the class, it was uh, you were listening to Nikki speak. Hmm. What, what, no, um, she was. They were well, doing it. What's but they, the, what improvements have been made in the technology then? These breakout rooms are the. That's the most important one, and um, the ability to be able to see uh, illustrations, like we when we do the. Uh, the symbols, for example, for the elements and rewire your fingers to the elements so that you can turn the life force energy into streams of the elements themselves. The illustrations uh, are visible um, of the symbols and it's just it's a lot more interesting in its presentation, but most importantly is our ability to practice and give feedback to one another. People can raise their hands so there's less chaos when we try and, and have discussions. Um, it's just a much better program, more sophisticated program that we're using now. And so people can expect in that class to learn um, to receive the empowerments. I find that working um, on the webinars, I combine the uh, many of the empowerment so that we can get get more done faster. And then we practice the different forms of taking things out of people, of x-ray vision, of conducting the energy, um, Mm. And, and of course, working with the power animals, the plant allies, and the elements. That's what the first two levels, the main parts of the first two levels will be covering. For those are who aren't familiar with alchemi what alchemical healing is, the way that you practice it and teach it, could you just give us some idea of the uh, concept behind what you're doing? Well, we're all alchemists. If you think of um, you eat food, it goes inside the vessel of your body. Inside, all these changes happen. It gets separated and turned into energy, energy and turned into waste and used for different parts of your, you know, to give you strength or to build muscle. And um, so that's a natural alchemical process. That we, we don't have to consciously participate in unless we're uh, thinking about our, exercising our choices of what to eat. When we consciously practice alchemy, modern-day alchemy, now let's, if you look at the word alchemy, it means from the land of Egypt, which used to be called chem or chemet. And which meant the black fertile soil that was left after the inundation from which the people of Egypt were fed because they didn't have, they were limited by the Nile. They could only live near the Nile and where the canals could be built so in order what, to irrigate their fields. What does alka uh, mean? From. From. So it's from the land of Egypt. So the alchemy that I teach is taught to me by Thoth, the god of wisdom, language, communication, healing. He's the scribe of the gods. He's the god of the moon, and he's the mediator of the gods. He's sort of the teacher's teacher. And closer to the question uh, is is the uh, uh, the classes and the teachings. Um, we're of the belief that each person has the potential that uh, uh, rarely gets exercised. They have, um, uh, we like to wake the individual up uh, to, to their inherent abilities. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm not special because I witness many miracles. Miracles are happening around us all the time to be to be a participant 
in an experience where a witness is uh, a miracle is witnessed is a very exciting thing. And um, like Bobby says in his song in the Grateful Dead, you know, we need a miracle every day. The fact is that miracles are happening all around us constantly. Mostly we're just not aware of them. But when we open our eyes and look around us, just the fact of that we're here and what we've created in our lives and the beauty that's around us. And then the next step is obviously uh, opening our eyes and influencing the miracles that are happening around. You know, uh, wake up a certain inner wisdom. So we're not going to wish for a pot of gold if we think sit around and think about uh, what's really important what's important and and so involve uh what i call or we call our higher selves so uh we have uh uh the, the what we have is the healing dance between the healy the healer and spirit or source and um so alchemical healing is learning that dance and to sum it up really quickly, there's four principles to it. The first principle is that you bring skill and power to the process. Maybe you had Reiki teaching or something like that. Or dance or language or whatever your whole life's knowledge is, you bring to it. Maybe you're a doctor or a surgeon. Um, but that's your skill that you bring. Then... The, the second principle is your relationships. We're mostly talking about relationships with spirit, um, such as the spirit of plants, the spirit of animal totems, the spirits of the ascended masters or guides that you work with, um, the pantheons that you're acquainted with, the people that have the knowledge that you don't. Um, so that's your, uh, second principle. And so first you bring your skill in looking at the situation you're working with. Then you invite those totemic beings or allies that can help. And then once you've done everything you can do and have brought in all the help, then the most important the third principle is giving space for divine intervention and miracles to happen. Allowing that, holding space for that. And then the fourth principle in alchemical healing is gratitude, which can be woven throughout the healing process and must honor all of those beings that helped at the end. And so what we call the four principles of alchemical healing are actually the four principles of any creative process. It's that third one the, that, that is often not consciously remembered in the healing process. That's a beautiful answer. Thank you both. We are having an amazing time this morning talking with Nikki Scully and Mark Hallert. And you guys have some impressive and beautiful websites that people can explore. There's shamanicjourneys.com, planetaryhealingbook.com, theanubisoracle.com, where people can go for a free reading. And I've gone there quite a few times and absolutely love it. There's becominganoracle.com for a free journey and hathersmirror.com, which is your store. Did I leave anything out? No, I think you got them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's That's so good. wonderful to be, to uh, have an interview with somebody who actually has experience with who I am and, and what I do. And it's obvious that, that it's had an impact in your paying attention. And I really, really appreciate that. I would like to speak about a class I'm do starting this Monday. Because I think particularly, I always like to do it at this time of year. Because people come through the new year having reflected on 
the past and realized all the ways they've sabotaged themselves or things they wish they'd done differently except for these darn pesky habit patterns that they just can't seem to change. And so in this class, which is called Sekhmet, in the belly of the goddess, we meet the lioness goddess of Egypt whose name Sekhmet means power. And in this class, you bring to her those um, foibles, those characteristics or uh, qualities that you think of as flaws that um, you would like to change and they're just so deeply ingrained that you can't touch them. Um, what happens in the belly of the goddess that you just take the title and guess. Uh, however, you do get to observe that transformation happen. It takes a week and in that week you are participating in an alchemical process that is very deep and will have a lasting effect and you can watch those habit patterns literally transform into uh, a more positive way of being with regard to those characteristics and qualities. Uh, Nikki and Mark, do you think that change, um, that we're able to transform by embracing ourselves first? Absolutely. You cannot really amputate anything. You, but you do learn how to uh, uh, live with... Uh, in a in, new way. Instead of being controlled by aspects of yourself that got laid on you or that you created for yourself, uh, holding it looking at it, looking uh, for uh, how it serves you, and if it doesn't, putting it aside. But you can never really uh, cut it off and discard it. You will eventually embrace the entirety of yourself. And in all alchemical healing work or Egyptian mysteries work, because for me that's all the same, it all starts with the heart and it all starts with love. And it all starts with loving yourself. And it is only from that place that we can really accomplish the work that we're, that we're attempting to do. Well, that's very beautiful. The unconditional love for ourself. Absolutely. It's a, it's a necessity. And uh, uh, it's so easy to forget. It's <laughs> we are our own worst judge. <laughs> well, um, I wanted to discuss uh, the Egyptian trip you're taking is March 17th, and there are still openings on that trip? Yes. Okay. And then the uh, free planetary healing call to action is Saturday, Janu January 25th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that's the uh, west coast of the United States. And you yes. must register in advance for that. Okay. Um, it's We can hold, the, the bridge that we have will hold 75 people, and so you want to be on time. Because we do get uh, participants from other uh, parts of the world, uh, that's why we chose this one hour... Uh, Normally when we do it in the early evening, that means people in the Middle East or Europe are having to get up at some weird hour. In, uh, in the middle of the night. This way two, we're only sacrificing Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it will be recorded and it's they can hear it. Of course. <laughs> and there actually is no time. Time is an illusion, so they'll be there too. Okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sekhmet in the Belly of the Goddess uh, begins this Monday. Is that correct? Yes. January 13th. And then I really do recommend the alchemical healing levels one and two, which I so enjoyed doing. And it is a wonderful foundation. Uh, and it's also a way, if you have taken other 
types of healing classes and you do healing work, it's absolutely transformative to see things in a whole new way and to learn so much new. They all blend and, and get stronger. That's right. They really, really do. And uh, we have a lovely nine minutes left to discuss the work you're doing. And I, there is a new book. So what are you writing this one together? We're, we have so much going on. We haven't separated what we're doing. We're thinking about. Let me rephrase that just a okay. little bit. I, I, can, before we do that, can I mention one more class that you didn't mention? Because I don't think it got into the newsletter this time. The newsletter was too long. Okay. Um, but it is coming up in the next month or so. It's um, in the cave of the ancestors. Yes. And it's very 11th. When is it? It's February 11th and 18th. Oh, perfect. My yeah. two daughters' birthdays just about. <laughs> anyway, um, that, that particular class has to do with a vision quest that I did in Egypt where I went into the Western Desert and did a ceremony and stayed all night in this cave and met these shamans who are... And this cave is, uh, the tools found near there were carbon dated 6,500, 7,000 years. And these ancient shamans are willing to help us heal our ancestral lines. Most of us, through one genocide or another, have lost touch with, um, the support of our ancestors plus with the dysfunction of the nuclear family that's been created in our society um, there's a lot of broken lines and so this is an opportunity to discover and heal the lines of our ancestors in the first part and in the second part work on healing the future of creating a strong base so that we are supporting the generations that are coming. And I think that's a really important class too. So I wanted to mention it. Thank you. Yeah. I do a lot of ancestral healing work and I'm not even sure people are that aware of how much we are connected with our ancestors and how important it is. Yeah. yeah There's definitely. so much information accumulated in our uh, DNA. Every generation uh, is an opportunity to uh, uh, layer on even more information, but in the uh, centuries that pass, you might lose connection with where you, uh, your true roots. When I had cancer, one of the most important allies that I had was a, a wise old crone who came and set up shop in the cave of my heart center, right where the catheter was, where the medicine was coming from. And she hung up her herbs, and she was there tending my heart fire the entire time and instructing me on how to carry myself in a way that I could remember the strength that my ancestors had so that I could be here today applying that strength the to my own healing. The, the, the doctors, uh, they did the math, and they gave us a 20% um, a, a chance of survival for Nikki, and that was in 1991. The end of 91, beginning of 92. So yeah. uh, uh, it's uh, another example of the power of the work. That's very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So as, as for our books... We have... Uh, uh, we, uh, we, we have stories. We we accumulate <laughs> sessions. We and you know this. Even though the session is the sessions that we dedicate time for uh, is for something happening at the moment or or soon, um, it doesn't disappear. So uh, uh, it occurred to us with the co-authoring of the planetary healing uh, book. Uh, which was 25 years of sessions we that just Mark had, and I did. We had to, it's not the, a complete compilation. We needed to pick and choose from a vast 
number of sessions that, uh, uh, you know, you work together for uh, that many years, you're going to have some stuff. Uh, to, uh, and, and what we're seeing for the future, um, uh, any future work uh, that will be published would be, again, it'll be uh, a collection from the various sessions that we've done over and that time. we are continuing to do, especially this conscious evolutionary work. I'm it, really it's seeing one of us the more, moving towards uh, creating our future. It's one of the more important uh, goals is to um, uh, wake up, uh, to help in the process of waking up and participating in evolution. What is necessary? How can we um, not just fade away with like the dinosaurs? Well, we have three minutes left. We've had an amazing time with Nikki Scully and Mark Hallard sharing your wisdom and all your wonderful events that are coming up. I invite everyone to visit shamanicjourneys.com. There are other websites too, but that's a good starting point. And sign up for Nikki's newsletter, which is quite joyful to receive. Um, we have a few minutes. Can you guys share some more closing words of wisdom for our listeners today? Just remember that within each, I'm going to speak to the listener, within each of you, everything, uh, the, the, um, you needn't look outward for all the wisdom. You need to look inward. And that's what the work that we do is providing paths to, to wake up that which is already within <laughs> you. I will. <laughs> I agree with that partially, <laughs> but we don't have enough time to get into that. Um, I like to put that which is within me outside of myself so that I can dialogue. In other words, I see Thoth, my teacher, as an ancestor that lives inside of me, and yet I also... Um, work in a way that I um, I believe in reaching for the stars and that there is as much knowledge, more knowledge, even in the field that permeates and surrounds this universe and our planet and that all we need to do is expand ourselves and our consciousness to allow that knowledge in um, because we tend to, with the stresses in our lives, become dense and tense and block that energy. So um, we're both very different, and we love we, each other dearly. And we, we work, work together well together well. eventually. You too, and you're both amazing. I look forward to seeing you again sometime here in Oregon or in another event. And um, I really love both of you so much. Thank you for the work that you do for all of us. You know, it's, it's been a real pleasure. Today. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, uh, Thank you. In Thank you. Our conversation with you. Thank, Thank you for you so much. Well, I thank everyone for joining with us today. Sending love from my home to yours. I am Pleiadian Emissary of Light, Caroline Ra. <laughs>